following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri. Wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook. With Brock Elspaugh, this show was brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're here with you every Saturday morning, along with Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing great, Brock. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm excited about this one, and I've been drinking about 40 cups of coffee just in preparation so I can keep up with you today on the show. (laughs) That's good, because I've had 42 cups of coffee, okay? Uh, okay, I'm excited too. This is going to be a great show. It's actually titled, It's Time for a Financial Checkup. So we're going to talk about several different aspects of getting a financial checkup, what that means, how do we do it in times of corona? Well, you can still get things done. You just got to listen to the show to find out how. Before we get into it, though, I need you to go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. You can check out past shows. And what's great about that, Tony? is that they're all listed by name. So if you are interested in a specific topic, just click the button and here we go. So it's a great way to listen to past shows. You can also check out our, uh, our rollover guide. It's on the front page of our website. So the reason why we put that up there is because there's a lot of people that have been moving around and, 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 and have old 401ks at other places that they used to work at. Uh, it might be a good idea to, to find out if there's other options. And by the way, there are. So that guide will give you a great start into looking at different options for you. Uh, and then also, you can order my book. It's called The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. That's the title of it. That's the subtitle of it. So if that rings a bell with you, please do something about it. Order the book. Or actually, if you call us today feeling generous and excited and pumped up, we're going to mail you a free copy. I'll even sign it for you. Okay, so 332-7855. Give us a call, and we'll send that out to you. 573-332-7855. And again, the website is theinnovativeteam.com. Okay, Tony, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. I am so ready. (laughs) I am so ready right now, Brock, uh, for this show. It's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you uh, once again having me on today. But uh, financial checkup, that sounds good. I mean, you're like our financial doctor. And, you know, I think I think it's been challenging, though, out there for a lot of people lately, which makes this a really good time to assess or reassess your financial strategy. Uh, so what's coming in the next few months? You know, we don't know, right? Yeah, we don't know. that, But that's a great point. And that's why we're having this discussion today on the show is that we don't know what is ahead with this whole pandemic. And if you haven't had a checkup, a financial checkup, 
you should probably get in and do that as fast as possible because we may be closing down again. Who knows what's going to happen? But we do know right now you can do these things, right? In other words, you can still meet face-to-face, keep your social distance, keep your mask, mask, excuse me, mask on. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do to make sure that everybody's comfortable and feels safe and get some real serious planning done. You know, especially if you are within five years of retirement and you don't have a plan that lays out every single aspect of your financial life, you're not doing yourself a favor. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we put things off, we put things off until we have to. And, and, and that's obviously not a good strategy. So do something about it because, we, again, we don't know what's going to happen in the next several months. Uh, so it's a great time. And, by the way, the kids are back to school, you know, so you've got some more free time, too, or grandkids maybe in your particular case. But uh, September and October are great months to have a financial checkup because, you know, just seems like people are getting back into their groove of things and, and um, you know, can get some information together for you. So, Sure. Well, I guess one one big aspect of a financial checkup is to look at where you're at with your budget and what you're spending money on, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the most important questions to me. So I have a, I have a, I have a uh, confidential client questionnaire. So if you sure. come see me, right, I got to have information about it. You said I was the financial doctor. Well, that's great. I can't give you a diagnosis without the prognosis. So I have to find out more about you, okay? And, and so this questionnaire is a great way for me to get to know you and your financial life. And so I can be prepared for our first meeting and talk about things that are, that are specifically relative to your situation. So you get it, right? The yeah. main question on that questionnaire is not about, uh, you know, your, your assets and your income. It's about your expenses. What does it take for Bob and Mary to maintain their lifestyle throughout retirement? That's, that's it. That is the real question. I, if I don't have an answer to that question, I, there's no way I can put together a plan for you. So you're exactly right, Tony. The first step is how much money do you spend on a monthly basis? Then from there, we can say, okay, great. Now, is that in line or out of line with our goals and objectives? In other words, do we have the financial resources to continue that throughout retirement? And if we don't, we need to make adjustments. If there's a gap, we can fill it. If there's an excess, great. You've done a great job. But we don't know that without all those answers, or excuse me, all those questions being answered. Okay? Yeah. Good point. My wife and I, I have three mm-hmm. kids. So there's five of us living at home right now. And during the whole COVID thing, I, I think we subscribe to about 10 different streaming services. <laughs> but it adds up, you know, 10, 15 bucks a month each. Right. Uh, and there's probably other subscription services you have, not it, just streaming, but right. it, it can it can add up. Your radio, your your TV, your gym yep. membership. I mean, all of these things. You know, are you using the gym? Are you going to the gym? If you're not, why are you paying for it? That twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollars becomes a significant amount of money over the course of a year. I mean, just think about it. Thirty dollars a month for a gym membership is three hundred and sixty dollars. If you're using it and you're staying healthy, great, good for you. But if you're not, what are we doing? Okay. Um, and so uh just be realistic with yourself as well to say, Oh, I'm not gonna get rid of it because I'm gonna start going next week. Are you really? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it, it's not it's okay to have these wants because these are all things that we consider wants. Right. We got to split these two things up into wants and needs. Uh, food, shelter, clothing. Those are needs. <laughs> now right. I understand in today's modern world we have that that definition probably has expanded a little bit. But what we've done is we've put too many of the wants category of expenses into the needs. Oh, I need to have that. No, you don't. Okay. So, so it's just very important to understand the difference between the two and to figure out, okay, if I have wants, perfectly fine. It's good. It's good to have wants. Uh, but, but are they really uh, being used to the full ability? And can you so afford- what you're saying is prioritize Absolutely. And, and maybe make a list, actually make a physical list of your priorities and then take a look at your budget, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, prioritization is a great way to do this. So, you know, what's most important to you down to the least important? Maybe we get rid of a few of those things, but maybe not, yeah. you know. Um, so it's just a matter. That's why I say everybody is different. And quite honestly, that's what makes my profession uh, what I do on a daily basis. I'm not going to call it a job because I love it. And if you love it, it's not a job. My point is, is that everybody's situation is different. So when you come to me, we put this puzzle together and everybody's puzzle has different pieces in it. And so we just got to work together to come up with the best solution. But starting with your expenses and breaking down your expenses between needs and wants is a great way to do it with prioritization. There you go. Well, that's a that's a great place to start with your financial checkup. Uh, where do we go next? What do you what do you look at next? Well, what I would like to do is um, it, the next thing you need to do is crunch the numbers on your debt. Okay, so uh, we've talked debt. about your yep. expenses, and the reason why I bring it up this way, Tony, is because your debt and your debt payments should be separate from your expenses. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what are you talking about, Brock? My my car loan is an expense. That is true. But your car loan will be paid off. Your living expenses will continue. So it, while it is an expense, it's a short-term expense, and we have to separate that out. Again, because at some point, that will be paid off. And hopefully, you will not have a loan payment, for a car loan payment for the rest of your life, right? In other words, keep buying new cars and, you know, whatever. Uh, that's a whole separate conversation. But my point is, is that your debt is separate from your living expenses, but you do need to understand what those stand for. Okay. So in other words, I'll I'll put it to you like this, is that if you have a detailed list of all of your debts, okay, I want you to pay special attention to your interest rates. Okay. So if it's a credit card, it's a student loan, it's a car loan, it's your mortgage, whatever it is. If money is tight, you may be able to reach out of your lenders to make arrangements before you miss any payments. And by the way, a lot of banks did this when it with the pandemic here. Okay? I have a commercial loan. I own a re- piece of real estate. Okay? My my loan officer actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, we understand things may be a little tough for you as right now, so would you like to defer two of your payments? So when they're reaching out to me, that tells me that you can reach out to them if they haven't already and say, hey, can you work with me a little bit here? Okay. Now, hopefully you don't have to do that. Hopefully, you know, you've got more money coming in than going out 
you're being responsible and doing all these things. But I get it. Times can be tough sometimes, especially when thing like coronavirus hits and, and what in the world was that, right? You lost your job, you've been furloughed, whatever the case may be. Okay. But, but, but even if you are okay and you can make your payments, it's a good thing to, again, to prioritize your debt and look at your interest rate first and, and, and try to get those highest ones, highest interest rates paid off first. Right. And that's really, really, really uh, important. I, that's a good way to look at it. Again, prioritizing and knowing what to do first. And that's where mm-hmm. you come in. Right. Uh, you don't have to do all this alone. I know that this is what you help people with. Uh, let's take a minute here. Let's take a quick break to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Brock. Yes. Yeah, so just give us a call here at 332. So 573-332-7855. You can look us up on the web. It's the innovativeteam.com. Okay. You can actually request an appointment with me on our website as well, but you can just simply give us a call uh, or you can shoot us an email. Okay. It's the retirement playbook at gmail.com. All right. That sounds great. Now I want to jump right into the next segment here. I mean, this has been a great conversation so far, Brock. Uh, What do you want to discuss next as we kick off this segment? I want to expand on one thing that we just mentioned or just talked about, Tony, which was, you know, talking about debt. And getting rid of the highest, you know, highest interest, you know, credit card slash, uh, you know, car loan or student loan, whatever it is. And but but one thing I will say is when it comes to your home, and I categorize debt between good and bad. I know this sounds crazy. Good debt. There's no such thing as good debt. Well, in the world of debt, there actually is. And if you were to pick one that said, "Hey, that's okay to have," it would be your, you know, like a home loan. Okay. I understand you don't have $200,000 to go pay cash for a home, okay? Now, you should save up enough cash to pay for your car, okay, or if you can. Uh, but when it comes to home loans, it's, it's the more, I guess you could say, tolerated <laughs> debt uh, that you could have. Um, now, with the, with the standard deduction being doubled up to 24000 for a married couple, uh, the interest being deducted um, from your taxable income is not likely, right? Most people take the standard deduction. Um, but I will say this one last point on debt and home mortgages. I just refinanced for 15 years on my home. And I know we mentioned this before a few weeks ago, Tony, but I got 2.375. That was my interest rate, 2.375. I mean, that's incredible. So if you have not refined, if you still owe money and you own for a period of 10 or more years, you need to look at doing a refinance right now. Um, and usually it's a point. That's kind of the general rule. Like, so for example, if you're at 3.375 or higher, it would be a good idea to look at this. And if you're talking about fees, negotiate those as well. Okay. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to see an $800 origination fee, you know, those kinds of things. Some of those things can be very negotiable. Now you're so, so I would highly encourage you to, to do that and to look at that option right now and not to say cash out and pay other debt off. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that at all. But, but my point is if you're just looking at paying off your house in 10, 15, 20 years, you might want to look at refinancing. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Well, there you go. It, refinancing might be an option. 
uh, for a lot of people mm-hmm. out there uh, with the interest rates so low. Um, what else do you want to talk about today? What's another a piece of this financial checkup? Yeah. So the, the actually, there's an article from Business Insider. Okay. If you've never seen that, that publication, it's a great publication. Uh, there's an article called 10 Steps for Successfully Completing Your Next Financial Checkup. And it includes some of the things we've already talked about. But then one of the things I found interesting and that we do talk about a lot on this show is to replenish your emergency fund. So we've talked about debt. We've talked about your expenses. We've talked about things you could do with both of those. Uh, but we also want to make sure, and I know that you know some people go, I just want to pay off all my debt. I want to pay off all my debt. And, and they have $1,000 in, in, in their savings. Okay. So, so we need to have a good compromise between paying off debt and saving money. Okay. A lot of times I'll recommend to people say, and they say, well, which one's best? Well, with interest rates being so low on guaranteed money, there's no way you can, you know, say, well, I'm going to earn four and only pay two. You, it, it just doesn't, doesn't exist. So my, my recommendation a lot of times is to do, Hey, if you've got, you know, $3,000 or $2,000 left at the end of the month, you've got debt, but you don't have enough emergency fund, do both. Put $1,000 on debt and $1,000 on an emergency fund to build that up, okay? It doesn't have to be one or the other, but definitely I would recommend you always have an emergency fund. Now, yeah. what, is, what does that entail? That entails saving money and having about four to five, I like to have six months of your expenses, so remember those expenses we talked about in the very beginning? If that number is $3,000 is what it takes to maintain your lifestyle, then you should probably have somewhere around $15,000 in a savings account, just liquid, so you can get your hands on it. It's called an emergency fund, okay? So anyway, that's that's another tip that I wanted to talk about, Tony. Well, I think that's great. Now, obviously, we've talked about emergency funds before on the show, but I think it's really important and can't be overemphasized. Uh, what do you have next for us? Uh, yeah. What's the next part of this financial checkup process? Yeah, so financial checkup, dealing with your financial life. You know, we've talked about looking at your spending on various things, but, you know, one thing that you could look at is your insurance products, okay? In other words, what are you paying for your insurance? Um, if your habits have changed during the last several months, you may be able to save a few bucks when it comes to things like home and auto insurance. Uh, I just referenced the article. The article notes that if you're working from home and are therefore driving a lot less, you may be able to qualify for a low mileage discount. In fact, depending on your company, you may be able to save around 40% if you use that company's tracking service. Okay, so the thing they plug in, actually, I think it's all done on their phone now. I was just talking to a buddy of mine about this. You know, I had an insurance company where I plugged this little thing in my, uh, in my, uh, you know, in my, in my vehicle. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you drive it for six months and it tracks your driving habits. Okay. And then you get a discount if you do good. And, and so, uh, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, Tony, and he said, yeah, they still do that, but it's now on your phone. Like they can see how you break and how fast you're going via your phone. That is a scary proposition. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It, it is crazy. You know that they can track all that on your phone. It's like Big Brother whew, watching. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it's a great point, though. Uh, I just, in fact, I'm I'm glad we brought this up because I just did this myself. I sat down with my independent insurance agent, and he said, "Hey." 
we can save you some money by going to this company. And so we did. We switched to that company. And guess what? I'm saving almost $1,000 for the year by switching companies. Same coverages. So everything's the same. We're just changing companies. And so I would encourage everyone to shop that, you know, just like your Medicare supplement. When you turn 65, that's an insurance product. All of the supplements have to offer the same benefits. Now, some of them may offer some ancillary things, but as far as paying on different uh, procedures and, and, and things that cost money in your medical life, they all have to pay the same. So shop that thing. The only thing that's different is the price, the premium that they're going to charge you. And people get complacent, right? You buy a Medicare supplement, it's doing what it, you thought it would do, and so it goes up 20 bucks one year and 20 another and 10 another, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're quite a bit more than where you started at. So don't be complacent when it comes to that. Call your insurance agent and see if there's a better deal. So insurance right. products are always something you should be looking at to see if you can save a little bit of money. But uh, couldn't an increase in your deductible uh, be a risky play in case you're required to submit a claim? I'm actually really glad you brought that up, Tony, because, you know, a lot of people, I just talked about insurance products. You think about your health insurance. Um, one of the ways it, that people think they can save money is by, you know, increasing your deductible, which then brings your monthly premiums down. Um, so raising your deductible in exchange for a lower monthly fee is probably only a good idea if you have enough cash on hand to make up the difference. It's like I always say, folks, it's got to come from somewhere, okay? Um, it's, there, there's no free lunches, all these the statements that, it, that, that are, you know, relative to this point. And so if you are going to raise your deductible, don't just spend that extra money that you're going to save. Put it in, in an account, whether it's an FSA or a doesn't matter, HRA, it doesn't matter. Um, so so it, just save the money. Okay, so if something does come up, you have that that money to pay for that increased deductible amount. Okay, and I know deductibles right now are just insane. I mean, you know, you're talking about four, five, six thousand dollar deductibles. You know that people are facing right now with with the state of our healthcare uh, in our health insurance. So so just be sure to do that because that's the number one reason why people declare bankruptcy is for medical cost. Okay. So don't be one of those people, you know, yeah. save some money. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to save your money and really watch your money. And I think a big key here is to work with a financial professional such as yourself, Brock, and we're out of time, but let our listeners know how they can set up that complimentary consultation with you. Absolutely, folks. Give me a call. Look, this is information and that's great, but you got to act on this information. Do something about it. Do something about your and your family's future. Give us a call here. It's 573-332-7855. It's Innovative Financial Solutions. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at the Innovative Team 
www.innovativefinancialplanners.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.